Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing some overrated edge defenders in free agency. That's right, team building season. We're looking forward. We're going to explain once again why you shouldn't just look at sack totals when evaluating these guys. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code PFF to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday's season finale only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. All right, Sam, let's get into it. Looking at edge defenders. It's been one of the PFF's rallying cries here. Don't just look at sacks. Look at PFF pass rush grade and other metrics when it comes to evaluating edge defenders. And one way you could do that, by the way, is getting 25% off all of your PFF subscriptions this week with promo code Super Bowl 25, Super Bowl 25, 25% off. Go get PFF Elite this week with all of our pass rush grades, and it'll show you why you should not overpay, or your team shouldn't, for some of these edge defenders that have a lot of sack totals. All right, Sam, who's your guy? Who's going to be overpaid in free agency? Yeah, it shouldn't shock anybody to learn that I'm going to go with Bud Dupree, um, a guy that has had quite a lot of sacks over the past couple of years, almost almost recorded double-digit sacks in each of the past two seasons. But Bud Dupree is the classic example of a buyer-beware player hitting free agency. He's young enough. He's in his prime. He's coming off some good sack totals. He's got all the athleticism always had. That's been his great calling card. But if you dive a little bit deeper into the numbers with Bud Dupree, pretty much everything you get to after that is concerning. Yeah, it's funny because last year at this time, he was a free agent, and we said, look, he had a breakout 2019 season, a 77.7 overall grade. That's top 23 among edge defenders. Was this a turning point? Did Bud finally figure it out? Did he start to match the athleticism and snap-for-snap production with his previous sack totals, which were always pretty good? And I think it's hilarious that on either side of it, so in 2020 and in 2018, he ranked 77th among edge defenders in each of those seasons so we really in five years now have one outlier season for bud dupree and of course unfortunately he did get hurt down the stretch as well i mean i like him as a player he's fun to watch he works hard he's, he's got a lot of cleanup sacks like his his motor and effort level is great but when you're paying for pass rushers you want to pay for guys who win one-on-one a lot and that's never really been bud dupree No, hasn't been. Um, Over the last two years, the guy has 94 total pressures. More than half of those have been clean up or unblocked completely. Um, That's not good. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers scheme essentially is extremely good at getting guys or ensuring guys are one-on-one. The amount they blitz, the talent that they have up front, the whole thing is designed so that you can't double-team anybody and you can't take them out of the game. And if you're going to double-team somebody, it's going to be TJ Watt or Cameron Hayward, which opens up a ton of plays for a guy like Bud Dupree to basically just clean up what's there. And he's been doing that. He's been doing that pretty well. But if you're then going to take him out of that environment and place him somewhere else, somewhere who has a need at edge rusher, you're asking, can Bud Dupree win by himself and on his own and without the benefit of that help? And there's basically nothing in his history that suggests that he can. His pass rush win rate, even in the, the confines of that Pittsburgh defense, has not been good. 
um, and you take him out of that, you put him somewhere else. I just don't see that he's going to get that volume of pressure at all. All right, so we're, pick, we're bringing up Dupree because teams might look at him and say, yes, he's always had high sack totals, therefore we're going to pay that guy. The other, the person I want to bring up as potentially overrated in this particular market is Leonard Floyd from the Rams. He signed a one-year contract after four years with the Bears, and it looks like a breakout season. It's a breakout season on paper. Here are his sack totals in previous years. Six and a half, six and a half, five, four. This is NFL sack totals. And then 15 and a half in 2020, uh, just in the regular season alone. So Leonard Floyd on paper, it looks like he had a massive breakout season, but the pass rush grades scream otherwise. Every single season of Leonard Floyd's career has been pretty consistent in the fifth, pretty much between 60 and 66. So he is one of the classic guys who the pass rush snap for snap production in 2020 didn't change. What did change is a couple extra sacks, a few extra cleanup pressures, and perhaps the Aaron Donald factor there, Sam. You get the one guy pushing the pocket from the middle. This is exactly what happened with Dante Fowler last year, who ironically had his career-high 15 sacks last season for the Rams, goes to the Falcons, does not produce. I like Leonard Floyd as a player. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to push this too much. I like Floyd, but just don't pay for 15 sacks, NFL teams. Yeah, it's funny. If you look at his data points from 2019 to 2020, not that much changed. Um, He got slightly more pressure overall, 44 versus 39, but his win rate actually went down. His pressure rate actually went down. He rushed the passer more. What happened is like, just a a disproportionate amount of those um, plays were sacks, and that happens sometimes. That's why measuring by sacks alone is just a bad way of doing it because sometimes they break in your direction and sometimes they don't sometimes you end up with you know a ton of pressure and you just can't convert them into sacks and finish the play and sometimes you get hardly any pressure but they're all sacks and that's basically what happened to Leonard Floyd is that his pressure rate didn't jump even the the volume of unblocked or cleanup pressure was literally identical so nine unblocked pressures 2019, 9 in 2020, 10 cleanup in, in 2019, 10 cleanup in 2020, but just the proportion that were sacks all swung in his direction. So he almost didn't change at all. His, his PFF uh, pass rushing grade is a little bit better, so some of those plays are more decisive, but he just swung in the direction of sacks. He's, a, again, another classic example of just be careful at that. Yeah, and so on our overall PFF draft board, our free agent board, we have Bud Dupree at number 55, and we have Leonard Floyd at 58. We still think they're good players. I think everywhere else, though, you're going to see them in the top 10, maybe the top 20 when it comes to free agent rankings. And like I said earlier, I like Floyd as a player. I think he's a good run defender. He can drop into coverage. He's dropped into coverage over 100 times each of the last few years. He's got good skills in space for a guy that's 6'4", 250. Uh, And, you know, model of consistency, 69, 69, and 70 grades over the last three years. I like both guys as players. I think there might just be too much of a market, potentially, because of those sack totals. There's a few other edges. We'll give an underrated name, too, who is our number one pass rusher. But other guys where there's a little buyer beware tag, Sam, because of either small sample size a little bit of recency bias or those inflated sack totals based uh, which are a little bit higher than maybe snap to snap performance who else would be on that list this offseason yeah there's a few players i think this year's 
there's a lot of buyer beware edge rushers. Um, you know, I know you think that he's not in that category now after his 2020 season, but I think Matthew Judon is still there. Um, he's had some pretty good totals and, and stats over the last couple of seasons. But again, Baltimore is very good at scheming him open and scheming him with a ton of easy opportunities. And he isn't coming off the best year. 2019 was much better than 2020. Trey Hendrickson, the guy that we were on as a draft prospect, loved his production coming out of college, is coming is hitting free agency after a monster sack year. But again, like the sacks are not a great indication of how good Hendrickson was this year, which is to say good, not great. If you're expecting him to repeat that next year, I would say you're probably going to be disappointed. And then Yannick Ngakwe, the guy that just perpetually you know, teases elite pass rush, but never quite um, performs to the level that he did in that 2017 season for Jacksonville. Yeah, th- there's three different issues with all those guys. I think, you know, Judon schemed up pressure in that Raven system a little bit. Trey Hendrickson, more of a one-year wonder, sack inflated. And Gakwe just doesn't have the multi-gap versatility maybe that some of these other guys have up front. He really rushes well from wide nine, just get to the top of the pocket alignments, not everybody else. Uh, everyone else can kind of move around a little bit. Two small sample sizes, guys, to keep an eye on. Hassan Reddick and Romeo Aquara. Both guys down the stretch are highest-graded pass rushers just over the last four or five weeks. Super small sample size for both guys. Yeah. So don't know if they're going to get overpaid for that small sample. But let's let's turn it the other way. Our top, great, uh, top edge rusher in free agency, we have Shaquille Barrett, a guy that last year at this time we said the same thing about the sack totals, but look at his production, which has been really good and solid And then the name I want to highlight is Carl Lawson, who might not be getting enough publicity in this free agent market. He has the best pass rush grade out of any of these guys over the last few years among all the guys that are hitting free agency. Yeah, Lawson has been, you know, consistently good and productive pass rusher. And given the buyer beware nature of a bunch of the other guys, I would definitely be focusing on him. Yeah, Sam, Lawson has the highest PFF pass rush grade out of any of these edge rushers in free agency. And that's the type of data that you can get with PFF Elite, 25% off using Super Bowl 25, Super Bowl 25 this week, 25% off any PFF subscription. That'll do it for us today. Let us know who do you think is the best edge rusher hitting free agency. It's PFF NFL Daily. 